This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. What up, what up, guys, and welcome to episode 186 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. My name's Adam. I'm Diane. And it's a duo episode again today. Just the duo. Just, Bam! Just the two. Just the two of us. Steve is off doing Father's Day festivities because he's a good son. Fatherly activities. That being said, it is Father's Day. We're recording on June 21st, 2015, so happy Father's Day to... Uh, Papa Swift, you know, the the Scott Swift, the man who hands out all the guitar picks at the concerts, as well as every other daddy out there celebrating today. This is this is my first Father's Day. My puppy Clark is um <laughs> he's he's nine months old. He's he's a little nine month old puppy and he yeah. Well okay. happy Father's Day. Uh thank you, thank you. You know, do what I can. So, in the news this week, uh, there are a handful more of 1989 World Tour guests on June 12th in Philadelphia. Taylor brought out Mariska Hargitay and Kara, whose last name I can't pronounce, but it's her friend who from uh, Paper Towns and modeling. And We should have looked that up before we recorded. Delavine. That would have been responsible. Well, it would have been responsible. Delavine? 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 Taylor's friend Kara. To walk the catwalk during style, Mariska also came back for night two in Philly on June 13th. Echo Smith surprised the audience on June 12th with a performance of Cool Kids, and Rachel Platten came out to sing Fight Song, which we actually featured in one of Swifties listening to last episode, didn't we? We did. We sure did, courtesy of Steve, who's not even here this week. Steve. Well, thank you for the suggestion, Steve. It was a good song, and obviously Taylor thinks so, too. Also, Taylor Swift seems to be the media's favorite topic, especially... For gossip. But this week, Taylor drew the line at an article from OK Magazine. OK Magazine tweeted, Singer at Taylor Swift 13 has made a quote pregnancy announcement with a link to their article about Taylor helping two fans announce their pregnancy. So Taylor, stupid. I mean, first off, that tweet was very, very deceptive to begin with. That's like soliciting readers by Taylor Swift has made a pregnancy amount. But it's just such a cheap comment. It's like, well, obviously she's not pregnant, but you're just saying that because you can. Technically, she did make a pregnancy announcement, but it wasn't about her pregnancies. But they're just, I don't know, like using it as an excuse to get page views. And it's very misleading and cheap and disgusting. It's deceptive. And disgusting. <laughs> to take it even further, the article referred to Taylor more often as Harry Styles' ex-girlfriend or Calvin Harris's rumored girlfriend than by her own name. Taylor responded to that by saying this, mis- this misleading headline and your choice of words in labeling me are why we need feminism in 2015 with a meme of an orca, that's a, a killer whale for those who don't know the actual name, uh, coming out of the water and saying, I'm coming out of the ocean because you need to stop. They do. Well, OK Magazine has since deleted the tweet, but the article is still online. Um, what's more depressing about it is the article was written by a woman who certainly knew what she was doing. That's a comment that I wrote in the doc just because it's it's just stupid. Like, I don't even know why trash like this, why people who write it even bother to put their name on it. Like, why are you proud of writing something like that? I, 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 I just don't understand. So I tweeted the girl who wrote this because it pissed me off. And <laughs> I told her, I was like, can you please write things that help women? And then she blocked me 
on Twitter. So obviously she doesn't care. I don't know if she doesn't care or if she's been getting a lot of backlash for I'm this. I'm sorry. Like, if you write trash, you are not a journalist. What I don't understand, however, is, um, you know, were Taylor to be more of a young artist or something like that, it would kind of make sense. Harry Styles' ex-girlfriend, because they'd be trying to tag his name in it. But Taylor is a more crowd-drawing, more audience-drawing name than either Calvin Harris or Harry Styles. I Okay, I think the reason that they did that is because those phrases were links. So it was probably a a link to something where they wrote like here's pictures of taylor and harry or here's pictures of taylor and calvin just like dumb so they were trying to write that to get more page views on their website but it's also stupid because you can you should not describe a female by the men she hangs out with like that's awful like she is not she is not who she is because of the men she's with. It just there's not a Harry Styles off. or Calvin Harris podcast. Off. No, there's well, I mean, maybe there is. I don't know. I don't but think there the is. The whole thing just pisses me off and gets me heated, and I hate the world. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> we should all scream together because <laughs> this only responds because it's so frustrating. All right, everybody, on three, one, two, <laughs> three. <laughs> 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 was me crying also dang you okay magazine uh so that's more or less it for the news this week uh hope you guys enjoyed that little news segment so that awkward moment when you record a podcast episode before the big news drops as i'm sure a lot of you are aware taylor swift wrote a letter to apple on tumblr asking them to reconsider their compensation structure or lack thereof for apple apple music's three-month trial period the podcast episode that we recorded is our discussion on Taylor's open letter and whether or not the value of promotion on a streaming service counts as compensation for an artist. Moments after we recorded, Apple executive Eddie Q announced on Twitter that Apple Music will pay artists for streaming even during a customer's free trial period. Again, Apple will pay them. BuzzFeed News spoke with Q and he said, We've been watching the discussion for the past week. We want artists to be paid for their work. And when we hear from them, from Taylor or from indie artists, we listen to them. Taylor's tweet today solidified the issue for us and we decided to make a change. Q then personally called Taylor to tell her that Apple decided to pay artists during the three-month trial period. It's a big win for Taylor Swift and for all the other artists everywhere. Music has value, and we're thrilled that Apple Music has recognized this. So in this episode of Taylor Talk, we're a little bit behind because um, we didn't know Apple was going to change their mind while we were still recording. Even, Even so, though, we think that the discussion about how artists should be compensated for their music is a worthwhile discussion to have. After all, things are changing so quickly in the digital age, and music streaming services might someday be the primary way people listen to music let us know what your thoughts are and uh hope you guys still enjoy the debate because we had a lot of fun duking it out between me and diane here so hope you guys enjoy it back to the episode today's discussion is going to be an interesting one and some of you guys are really going to love this discussion be interested in it and some of you guys are going to be like wow that was boring can you guys go back to song analyses but it's something we felt was really important to discuss and i'm sure by the end of it a handful of you are going to hate me because we're going to have a little mini debate going on right I now. I think I'm already going to hate you because I'm already in a bad mood about the about 
that stupid um, OK magazine. So probably, but it's going to get worse. (laughs) (laughs) For those who don't know, Taylor wrote a post on Tumblr, and I believe it was published today, wasn't it? It On Sunday, June twenty first, called "To Apple Love Taylor." What this is about is Apple's new streaming service that's going to debut the end of this month. I believe June thirtieth. Yeah, um, it will be available in 100 countries for iPhone, iPad, and iPod Touch, and then will be available for Android in the fall. Okay, so it's going to be Apple's new streaming service. Now, rewinding the clock, we all know there was a huge battle between Taylor and Spotify over Spotify's model, their freemium model. Is that what they call it? Freemium? Like premium but free? Uh, where they have ads that pay for the revenue and the artists get a percentage of that, which is right. a minuscule percentage. And then there's also a subscription you can buy from Spotify, and their cut is also not very much. Right. Now, Apple's service is going to be $10 a month, which allows them to pay a higher royalty to artists than any of the other streaming service, which is fine. What Taylor's beef is, is with the first three months, which is a free trial where the artists will not get paid, uh, nor will Apple get paid because it's a free trial. So um, the reason I say this is going to be an interesting discussion is because for those who know me pretty well, I'm a huge Apple fanboy. So this is like with the Spotify debate, it was easy for me to be Team Taylor because I love Taylor. With Apple, I love Apple and I love Taylor. So this really forced me to sort of look at facts and I'm going to be playing both sides of the argument. So some points I'm going to be team Taylor and some points I'm going to be team Apple it's it's just going to go up and back and Diane I think is going to fight for team Taylor on this one I'm always team Taylor in every situation I would say well except for when she did the Victoria's Secret fashion show the first time I had a little issue but other than that I'm, whatever I'm you, you're just like oh Taylor's all half naked on stage and it's a bad no, example no, no that wasn't that wasn't it but that was a discussion for another episode so all right whatever. so Moving right along, I'm going to read Taylor's letter here. It's fairly brief. It's brief enough for me to read. So I know some of you have probably read it already and some that haven't. So the ones that haven't, you know, just kind of pay close attention and pick out the points you think are important. That way you can follow along with the debate here. Sound good? Sounds good to me. All right. From Taylor. To Apple, love Taylor. I write this to explain why I'll be holding back my album 1989 from the new streaming service Apple Music. I feel this deserves an explanation because Apple has been and will continue to be one of my best partners in selling music and creating ways for me to connect with my fans. I respect the company um, and the truly ingenious minds that have created a legacy based on innovation and pushing the right boundaries. I'm sure you're aware that Apple Music will be offering a free three-month trial to anyone who signs up for the service. I'm not sure you know that Apple Music will not be paying writers, producers, or artists for those three months. I find it to be shocking, disappointing, and completely unlike this historically progressive and generous company. This is not about me. Thankfully, I'm on my fifth album and can support myself, my band, crew, and entire management team by playing live shows. This is about the new artist, or band, that has just released their first single and will not be paid for its success. This is about the young songwriter who just got his or her first cut and thought that the royalties from that would get them out of debt. This is about the producer who works tirelessly to innovate and create, just like the innovators and creators at Apple are pioneering in their field, 
but will not get paid for a quarter of the year's worth of plays on his or her songs. These are not the complaints of a spoiled, petulant child. These are the echoed sentiments of every artist, writer, and producer in my social circle who are afraid to speak up publicly because we admire and respect Apple so much. We simply do not respect this particular call. I realize that Apple is working towards a goal of paid streaming. I think that's beautiful progress. We know how astronomically successful Apple has been, and we know that this incredible company has the money to pay artists, writers, and producers for the three-month trial period, even if it is free for the fans trying it out. Three months is a long time to go unpaid, and it is unfair to ask anyone to work for nothing. I say this with love, reverence, and admiration for everything else Apple has done. I hope that soon I can join them in the progression towards a streaming model that seems fair to those who create this music. I think this could be the platform that gets it right. But I say to Apple with all due respect, it's not too late to change this policy and change the minds of those in the music industry who will be deeply and gravely affected by this. We don't ask you for free iPhones. Please don't ask us to provide you with our music for no compensation. Boom. S signed, Taylor. Boom. <laughs> now, here's the first thing I want to point out is everything Taylor said in there is very meticulously crafted. Taylor is, in fact, a writer. And that's where there are actually, if you take the time to analyze it, a few holes in her argument. Holes. You know, like the things you dig in the ground. Holes. Huh? Holes. I don't so, see any holes. Oh, there, there's a few here and there. Maybe not. Maybe holes wasn't the right word, but there's very deliberate. They're sucking up to Apple to kind of butter their bread a little bit before like warm up to them. Be like, hey, I love you guys, but I think you're not right on this. Rather than just calling them out brutally the way she did to Spotify. Well, she likes Apple. I mean, she has an iPhone. She probably has, you know, a, I, I don't know, like she uses Apple products. Okay. And? Spotify only has Spotify. It's easier to dislike something when they're not part of your everyday life. Like, she probably wrote this on her iPhone or on her MacBook. Okay. Now, hold that hold that thought about Apple being different than Spotify. Because here's um, one of my first questions I have to kick off the debate. First off, Apple Music has not even debuted yet. Mm -hmm. Is it too early to criticize Apple's system? Because the reason I ask that is because with Spotify, she had a few years experience and background knowledge and she had these tiny little paychecks come in and her fellow artists had tiny paychecks come in. Is it too early to criticize Apple? I mean, she doesn't know enough about their model yet. I don't think so, because I think if they approached her and said, hey, we would like to put your music on our on on our service, she would be presented with their system so she probably knows more than the average consumer would because she you know would have had her songs on there if she would have said yes to this um, three-month streaming service however maybe apple just didn't sell it well enough to her because when itunes first came out with the itunes store and we're talking way back like 2003 2004 ish mm -hmm. somewhere around there shortly after the ipod came out um, back when iTunes first came out, 
Steve Jobs had to walk into all the different record labels himself and really argue and debate with them before someone finally signed on because they doubted the 99 cent per song, which is now $1.29 per song. Right, but they, they doubted, hang on, they doubted that model because they didn't trust it. It was something new that they were uncomfortable with and they thought they would get ripped off and start making less money. Mm-hmm. So how do the artists now currently know that Apple's model will not compensate because them fairly? Because the iTunes store was a completely new service. There was not something out there like it. But with Apple's streaming service, there are other streaming sites that exist so it's not an it's not a completely new model it's just their model but it's it, apple's model. but it, but it is a new model and i'll tell you why because if you look at apple's existing streaming service the one that sort of flopped itunes radio that i actually use i actually use it all the time too um on itunes radio when it's doing this itunes radio mind you there's no subscription fee for that that one actually is free it's very similar to spotify and taylor's music including 1989 i believe is on there yeah it is reason being where that differs from the other ones and what i expect them to include in apple music is when the song comes on if you like it there's an option to buy it right there from within itunes radio and i'd imagine apple music is going to have something very very similar so To say that the artists do not get compensated at all in those first three months, I think is a little bit extreme. I think it's going to offer them promotion where people can buy it, where Spotify used the argument like, oh, we're promoting the artists, we're giving them promotion, but there was no potential revenue from that promotion. It's like empty words where Apple's like, we're promoting you and giving them the opportunity to buy it. You're saying the difference is that they have a button that they that they can click to buy it. Therefore, it's different. That's an important difference, though. But see, and, oh, well, I'll tell you why, though. Because look, look, look. So the thing is, it's the promotion, right? If fans like the song, they'll buy it. I don't. So I listen to Sam Smith radio on my iPhone sometimes, and I have maybe like two Sam Smith songs on my phone. But I listen to the free stuff. Because it's free and because I don't actually want to buy his music. I just want to listen to it for free. I, I don't want to buy it. Okay. Well, the free... So the I'm, f- not, uh, I'm not giving Sam Smith any money because I'm listening to his music. Nobody is. I'm just consuming it for free in that model. Hmm. So th- I'm sure there are tons of people who will listen to songs just because they're free and they don't have to pay for it like it doesn't mean that the artist is going to make more money it just means the option is there that that doesn't mean people will take it but if people don't take it is their music really worth buying anyway people buy taylor hold up taylor is is the best-selling artist of 2014 and currently 2015 with an album that came out almost nine months ago or has it been nine months so i so hang on hang on so People feel that Taylor's music is worth buying. There are options to get Taylor's music for free, whether you illegally download it or not. You can get Taylor's music for free. So what you're saying then here is the argument isn't really whether... It's it's more how should the artist be paid. Should Apple be responsible for paying them or some sort of streaming service or should the consumer be responsible well let's let's go to the next point the next question the debate Taylor said and I'm trying to find it in the article something about how Apple can afford afford it right um bu- 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 bu. do you see that in the article somewhere i remember reading that 
I could have read it in in a separate article and not within Taylor's actual you know, piece on I Tumblr. I think it was in another article. Well, she says we know how astronomically successful Apple has been. So she alludes to it. Oh without... no, 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 she says it. She does. And say it. we know that this incredible company has the money to pay artists, writers, and producers for the. Th- for the three-month trial period, even if it's free for the fans to try it out. So she's saying that, hey, I know you have money for this. Like, y'all just being cheap. Okay, so my counterpoint, Taylor has money to support everyone. Why did she raise her ticket prices? But uh, aside from that. To pay for that, the moving catwalk. To pay for the moving catwalk. <laughs> Shh, no spoilers. Sorry. Um, okay, so here's the next question then. Based on Taylor's point there, saying that Apple can pay it they can afford to pay it. they absolutely can apple can also afford to buy her record label and every other record label they can do that if they want to that's not the point the question here just because apple can pay should they pay i think they should yeah but you think it as you think it as as a as, as a little person think of it from the other end because i see this a lot and i see it particularly in our country um not pointing any fingers at anybody but in particular but there are a good handful of people that feel that just because somebody has the money that they owe it to them because they don't have a lot of money themselves like oh apple's rich so they should give me money just because i don't have money i don't think it matters how much someone has or not in this situation it's just that apple wants to be able to use these 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 music musician songs for their product therefore they should pay them for the service because without them they would not have songs to play okay but apple will be paying them once it gets passed into the actual paid subscription model but why not just pay them from the get-go because they're not getting paid who's not getting paid apple's not Nobody's getting paid after but in, in those first sense, three months. They are getting paid because for the first three months, this only works for people who own an iPhone, an iPad, and an iPod Touch, which they bought from Apple. So they have gotten paid already for the product. They're but using. That's just Apple doing exactly what, what Taylor does sometimes, too. It's taking the most loyal customers and offering them a little something, something, a little something special for being a loyal customer. But, they, but I. But I see that as they've already been paid it's not like apple is also um offering this service to people who have windows or whatever they're not it's only for people who've already bought their products so but that's what i'm saying is taylor offers loyalty things she she offers loyalty things too i mean the whole concept of everything she's done with secret sessions and 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 loft 89 that's rewarding loyalty to people that have already bought her product so i think apple can has the space to say okay we will not be paid for this but how can they tell other people you cannot be paid for this but we want to use your stuff well i don't think they they have the right to do that hang on here's the flip side apple built their model the actual paid model upon um paying the artists a higher royalty under the paid subscription part right right in order to do that, they cut into their own potential profits, which other services like Spotify are keeping for themselves, away from the artists, right? Okay. So, to flip that argument on you, it's getting the music out there so that way they can get the customers in. It's essentially the artist paying a service to Apple for getting them customers. It's paying Apple to do the actual promotion work, to get me customers as an artist. 
because look at look at but the model. Does it make customers though? I don't think it does. Are you sure? Because look at the model that um, Taylor's old manager Rick Barker uses with all of his artists that he works with now. He has all of them do a promotion at the beginning to offer seven free songs to get as new artists to get people in and liking their music and then converting them to paid customers once they are already a fan. Yeah, but that's so, that particular musician's choice. It doesn't seem like. This is, a this is their choice too. They don't have to be on iTunes music or Apple music. I mean, Taylor's not. She yeah, pulled it. And then they're like, yeah, but the problem is, and it's, it's not really like they have a choice. Cause it's like, well, we can either join this, 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 um, this what service. Do you call it? system service, whatever, and not be paid and have people hear me. Or I could just not. It's just, it's, I don't know. It's like you. There's no choice, really. I don't know. It's like there's no good options. Well, that's because in this case, Apple specifically over Spotify. You know, this is why it's very hard. You cannot compare Apple and Spotify directly, and I think that's what a lot of people are doing. The problem with that is Apple has a lot more to offer artists than it does, or than Spotify does. That's why Taylor's letter to Apple is a lot nicer than her letter to Spotify. Well, like there's a big difference because Apple has a lot more to offer. And that's one of my questions, too, is should Apple's efforts in return to artists count as compensation to an extent? Because one of the things pointed out, you know, Taylor, I don't think directly says it in her thing, but she she says, you know, how she respects Apple and how they do a lot and things like that for her to help her sell her work. That's because she gets featured on the front page of iTunes when her new album comes out. Is she paying Apple for that? I don't know. Maybe she's not Okay. like I'm pretty sure I'm 99 percent sure she's not paying Apple for that. Apple does it because they it's mutually beneficial. Taylor sells lots of albums because iTunes is featuring them on the front page or her new mu- music on the front page. Taylor makes lots of money because her music is featured on the on the front page. Everybody's happy. Both parties are making lots of money. So in this case, the three-month free trial, neither party is making money. However, when it switches to the $10 a month part, then everybody's making lots of money. It's, it's the same thing but flipped. It's just collaborative if it's it's either we're both making money together or neither of us are making money i I wonder what's gonna happen if they don't change this model if she will be part of their service when it becomes a paid subscription well it's always gonna have the three-month free trial for new users no but i mean does it say that anywhere how do you know that's just that's part of what gets you into Apple Music. You a new user gets a free month free oh, trial or three month but free not trial. They're paying you for the three months. Not paying the artist, no. Wow, that makes it even worse. I think. Are you sure though? Because so there will be lots of three month periods where people will not get paid. Then I thought it was once, just going to be for the summer, and then that would be it. No, 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 no. But once it gets in, no, it's it's a promotion to get people to use the service. But once it gets into it, there's, gosh, I forget what the term's called. I don't know a lot about like the finance terms and things. But it's a recurring revenue model where it's ten dollars a month, right? Every single month, that's $120 a year, which is more than I've ever spent on CDs annually. So if I were a customer of this, I'd already be spending more and the artists would be getting more out of me as a customer. There's one argument. Um, But beyond that, once it passed the first three months and there are paid subscribers at that time, 
there will always be paid subscribers. So the artists will constantly be compensated. So say, for example, I take my three-month trial, right? Three months from now, I become a paid subscriber. In six months, Diane decides to take her free trial, right? I'm still paying. So the artists are still getting paid even though Diane has three free months. So it's still, though, the next three months, so June, July, August, actually actually, um, all the way until September because it doesn't start till the end of this month. Nobody's getting paid. For the very first three months, no. But after that, the artists are constantly getting paid all over and over and over and over again. If people don't cancel. If they don't cancel. but because they don't want to pay, period. Except that if they cancel, then they're not getting access to the music anyway. Well, at least not. So it's not, they're getting, it's not that they're getting free access. They're just not yeah. getting access at all. So I, I think I think that's something to take into consideration as well is that you will get paid. And I, I think that it's very hard to, like I said earlier, it's very hard to criticize a system before it's actually in place because you don't know how many paid subscribers there are going to be yet. Based on my history of reading about Apple and knowing what they do and things like that, I'm sure they have done crunched lots of numbers and figured out based on their customer base, an approximate number of people that are going to be paid subscribers. And they know how much revenue is going to come in. Like, they have all kinds of predictive, um, what do they call those, uh, algorithms and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Apple would come in with a bad offer. They're too smart. They're not like Spotify. Do you think they're smart enough to respond to this, though? Because don't you think this blog post by Taylor could potentially hurt their service if, um, if they if they choose not to change anything? It could, but I don't think it will because I think Taylor's fan base, as big as it is, is still a small percentage of Apple's total customer base. Um, That's you, true. People, there, people forget, you know, like, and here's the thing. I know a lot of people are going to hate me for my arguments here and don't think I'm anti-Taylor or uh, 100% on... his arguments, do it. Or, don't, well, no, no, no. I'm going to get a <laughs> lot of hate mail for this, I'm sure. But I'm not 100% Team Apple. I'm not 100% Team Taylor on this case. I'm somewhere in between because I think both sides have valid points, right? Now, here's where people might hate me and where people sometimes get blinders that are really big fans of Taylor is they think that she's an unstoppable force, that that she's the biggest thing in the world, which she is in entertainment. But as big as Taylor Swift is, Apple is still bigger. Apple's bigger than the United States. It, Apple, okay, just to put it in a frame of reference, Apple has roughly, what, three times, three times more money than the United States government. Okay, so as big as Taylor is, Apple is bigger. I know people are going to hate me for saying that, but it's the honest God truth. Apple is the biggest company in the world by far. No one even comes close. That's why I say Apple has enough cash on hand to just buy all the record labels, and then they get to use whatever they want. Um, so where I'm going with this is, is because Diane's question, her initial question is, will Apple respond to this? And my short answer is no. My more descriptive answer is I don't think they'll repo- re- they will not reply publicly. So there is an article in the Los Angeles Times um, about this, and they said Apple declined to comment on Swift's letter. Right. Yeah. So they Be- because they they won't do it publicly. What I think they'll do if they do anything, and again, this just 
prediction and speculation if they do anything because Taylor is in fact a big artist to lose and would be their biggest client. They're going to call her kinda, crying? Kinda, no, kind of not really because they have the Beatles catalog. Um, I don't know if Taylor's quite up at Beatles status quite yet. Close, but not quite. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow, yeah. Uh, maybe by the time this episode's published. But um, what I think they would do with anything based on their past relationship with Taylor and their mutual um, respect for each other is what they might do is call her and renegotiate her terms. I don't think she would do that, though, because the whole meat of this letter is she says, this is not about me. This is for the new people. But let's talk this about this for the people who haven't made it, who can't support themselves, who are trying to make it in in music and stuff like this makes it so much harder for them to succeed well then let's talk about that for a sec because that goes back to my point is it too early to criticize this service okay reason i say that is because with new artists traditionally the way these other streaming services work you said you have on itunes radio a sam smith channel right station station sorry sam smith station that's hard to say yes sam smith station so You like Sam Smith. You searched Sam Smith, created a station of Sam Smith. In terms of these startup artists, these new ones that are unknown, nobody's going to be searching for them anyway because they don't know them yet. They have no idea who they are yet. So So these three months won't hurt them. People will, well, they won't help them either. Um, It won't help them, but it won't hurt them either because nobody will be playing them anyway. So what you're saying is they would be the other people that pop up when I listen to Sam Smith, like when I play it, when I when I hear him sing a song, and then then the next song will be from some new guy that I don't. They know. They might be. That's that's why I keep saying like you're right now comparing it to existing systems. We don't know how Apple Music is going to work yet. Uh, I mean, something unique and different from Apple Music is instead of digitally created stations, they have DJ created stations. That's why they have yeah. that like partnership with Pharrell and a few others is there are the um, stations that are created by actual human DJs. I just can't believe that they would ask people to join this service for three months and not pay them at all. Like I that is shocking to me. Like, I could see maybe not paying them that much, but not paying them at all just seems odd. Like, that doesn't... Well, here's here's a counterpoint. Like I said, I'm not 100% on either side, and here's something against Apple, is I'll be the first to admit Apple is very, very, very arrogant. Oh, yeah. They're very arrogant. They're very big and very powerful, and they know it. They know that they have more to offer these artists than money, and they feel that that is enough, what they have to offer. So they're just throwing their weight around? Yes, precisely. Because here's the thing. You have to remember, too, it's it's, Taylor's letter makes it sound very personal, and, and she is taking it personally, and it is personal to a lot of people. However, at the very bottom line, it's a business transaction. And both sides in this negotiation are going to try and maximize their own profit because that's what a business does. Evil. That it's that's not all evil. I have that's to say about that. If businesses didn't make profit, they would go out of business. Yeah, but I don't think they should. I don't think their goal should be to make profit at the expense of others, not in the literal sense. I meant more like at the hurt of others. But they 
don't necessarily feel that it's hurting others. They feel that the others are getting certain benefits. They're getting featured on iTunes. They're getting the opportunity to present their music to an audience that may not have heard of them yet. They're getting all kinds of opportunities that are still being offered. I mean, Apple's got just a massive, massive customer base. Biggest in the world. So it's it's not really necessarily at the expense of others. They don't feel that they are ripping off the artists. Whatever helps them sleep at night. It's not whatever helps them sleep at night. It's just it's there's two sides to an argument. And like I, mean, I said, I think they have the power if they wanted to to pay these people and it wouldn't affect their spreadsheets very much. Yeah, but you could say that I hate throwing this out there, but Taylor Swift could charge twenty dollars for a T-shirt instead of thirty five. She should, though. She used to. It's but at the end of the day, like I said, a business transaction is about maximizing a company's profits. That's that's essentially what it is, and I think people sometimes forget that when they start thinking about the people involved rather than the profits and the spreadsheets, as you put it. Yeah. So I, I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer to this. I think Taylor's letter was uh, very respectful to Apple, and it definitely stated her opinion in a respectful manner. And I think what it should do from here is open up for negotiation. So that way, if there are, in fact, enough people behind Taylor, which I assume there will be. Well, she said that. uh, Why do you keep interrupting? Because this is important. She said that this is something that every artist, writer and producer in my social circle think. But they're just afraid to speak up. I mean, that's quite possible. Billboard actually put out an article today featuring all kinds of artists that did come out of the woodwork and support Taylor, including Jack Antonoff, who Taylor works with pretty frequently and is friends with, um, among other other artists as well. Um, are, are actually a friend of ours, Callie Rohde, who we featured on What Are Swifties Listening To many, many months ago. Uh, she tweeted something about Taylor it. Taylor so and favorited it. Taylor herself favorited it, so that was pretty cool. Um, yes. However... On the flip side, Callie is one of those artists I mentioned that actually gave away seven free songs to build her audience, and right, now but, she has an EP that is for sale, and people are buying it because she has an audience. Right, but that was her choice. This is Which choice is, too. Like, just like Taylor backed out of being a part of Apple Music. Yeah, but Taylor has the choice because she has so much money and she has room to make these decisions when people are trying to start out and they don't have the support, really. They're just like, well this isn't that good of a deal but i have to take it because there's no other option to get their stuff out well yeah but that's the point is there is no other option so at least they get something out of it something's better than nothing yeah but i don't think it should be such a bad option but is it a bad option yes they're building they're they're okay let me rewind what would you say to taylor swift right now if she was here about this tumblr post about exactly what I've been about would, what I've been saying. She would slap you and and, and spit then, on you. Then she would <laughs> then she would slap me and spit on me. But I mean, there's two sides to every argument. Like I said, Taylor does have some very valid points, and the whole campaign that she and Scott Borchette are pushing, music has value, is a very valid argument. It does have value, and Apple is just trying to find the right idea to make it work. And that's why I said what I think this letter should do, if nothing else is it should be a baseline now for negotiation where the artists and labels can come in and present their case to Apple. And if Apple agrees with it, 
then they change the policy. If Apple disagrees, they don't change the policy, and the artists and labels have the opportunity to walk. Well, if because Taylor here's gets the, here's the enough thing. people to pull out of this Apple service, it's not going to work. Right. Possibly. So, or it could them. work for a different demographic because Apple does have like rights to the Beatles music and things like that. So, so they might get the older crowd. Older people. They might get the older crowd. Well, the older crowd's the one with $10 a month disposable income anyway. That's true. So, I mean, like I said, it's so hard to be having this debate so early on before it launches. I mean, I think... Okay, let's back up. Would you pay for this Apple Music service? Well, that takes me back to a point I made about a minute ago. Do I have the $10 a month for this service? No. So my answer is no. I don't think I would ever pay for a streaming service. If I was further along in my life and career and things like that, and I had the disposable income where $10 a month I could just blink and it was gone fine I, I would I would probably do it because I, I know a lot of people like that that are you know wealthy enough where they just have services that they don't even use that frequently but they still pay it because I mean, they this use is it sometimes kind of comparable to Netflix like Netflix is the same price you can watch whatever TV show movie you want whatever and this is the same thing except with music yeah. And Netflix has made it work and made it work very successfully. So if Netflix can find a model that works for Netflix to profit and all the production companies that make the movies and TV shows to also get a profit. Maybe they don't. Maybe they do the same thing. I don't know anything about their net. Their I know nothing about yeah. it, but I'm saying they found a model that obviously is agreeable upon. So maybe artists will as well. And Apple. Artists and Apple together. Mm-hmm. will come up with something because you know what taylor's letter when i read it you know like i said the respect she has for them shows me that she's open to negotiation she's open to them coming back where spotify she basically stuck her you know what finger at them <laughs> and was like peace out guys um apple but this this is what i was talking about where apple has leverage and apple has influence and they have more to offer than spotify does is even taylor as big as she is didn't do that she showed them the respect and knows and recognizes that they have done a lot for her as well. Yeah. Through their iTunes distribution system. So maybe so, it is maybe it maybe it is slightly flawed, right? Maybe it does need tweaking. That's why I say it it's open for negotiation. It could be tweaked and it can be modified. Yeah. No no argument. I don't have anything to say. <laughs> Because Adam's just right. No, I just, I'm, I just, I've said all my, said all my things. All your points. Mm-hmm. So you know what? I would really love to open up a debate thread where, in, in a very infrequently used place. What? Our comment thread on TaylorTalk.org. There's a comment thread on TaylorTalk.org. <laughs> Clever, Diane. Um, I, I sense I'm a sure hint of sarcasm there. Five people thought that right now. Five. I'm sure there's more than that. There's a low estimate. Um, so as you guys know, we always put up the show notes at taylortalk.org slash episode, whatever it is. In this episode's case, it will be taylortalk.org slash episode 186. Down at the bottom, there is a comment feed. And I'm curious, if you guys have opinions, go state them there and open up debate within yourselves. Because, you know, just to sum up, my main points here are not that Apple's right and Taylor's wrong or that Taylor's right and Apple's wrong. It's that... 
it's early in the discussion. It's too early to criticize Apple's system, which hasn't even launched yet, and that they need to use this as a, as, as a baseline to open negotiations and create a system that works for both parties, because if anyone can do it, it's Apple. My summary of my argument is Taylor is right, and it is unfair to ask somebody to work for nothing. The end. Because that's slavery. <laughs> That's what the apple is. But it's it's but it's really it's not slavery. It's it's They're being, asking for services without pay. They're giving a service without pay. But they're they're not I mean, define pay. Like we're looking at pay in Monetary the literal sense. Comp- compensation That's okay what she is, wants. is the advertising and promotion worthless because again apple is a lot bigger than spotify what they can do for artists is a lot more valuable than what spotify can offer them so it, it is the same argument spotify is using but it's not the same argument they should still send them a check with their name on it i guess we'll see i'll guess we'll see how it pans out um taylor pulled 1989 from the service whether or not she puts it back on is is yet to be decided. I mean, she did leave it open at the end and told Apple it's not too late to change your policy. So we'll see where it goes from here. I bet you some more people this week will pull their stuff from Apple Music. I'm sure they will. Like Beyonce, because she pulled her stuff from Spotify. Well, in all fairness, who's Beyonce married to? Jay-Z. And what does he own? Beats. No, no. that's Dr. Dre. Oh. And if you want to go with Beats, Beats is actually owned by Apple. I don't know who it was. Jay-Z owns Tidal, that new service that he bought and is designed for streaming also. So Beyonce is trying to throw her celebrity weight into Hubby's new service, which, I I mean, thus far has been a complete flop. I don't think that's going to hang with the big boys. Well, we'll see. But that's not the point of the debate. The point of the debate is whether or not Apple and Taylor will come to terms on this one. To be continued. So, hope you guys enjoyed the beta, the debate. I know it's a little bit different than... I didn't think we were um, going to have a debate until we started recording. I was not prepared for that. Oh, I, I knew we were going to have a debate because I planned it. I was not prepared. Did I do well today? Did I hang in there? You, you hung. You hung. hung. Okay. So, yeah, again, I hope you guys enjoyed the debate. I know it's different than what we typically do with these episodes where we do song analyses and things of that sort. However, this just seemed like a really cool thing to talk about, really interesting. And, you know, we'll see what happens with it. Again, if you want to jump in the debate and state your points, um, the only thing I ask is if you do go to taylortalk.org slash episode 186 and post in the discussion thread, whatever you say, whichever side you take and whatever points you present, please be respectful um, because I know debates can sometimes get a little bit out of hand and I really don't want to have to go through and moderate and delete and, and yes. things like that. And so, remember that what you say online when it has your name attached to it never goes away. Yeah, fair You leave point. an internet footprint. So don't forget. Correct. But again, just uh, be respectful. Join the debate. Again, the link is taylortalk.org slash episode 186. Moving on with the episode, we have some mini segment submissions that you guys all sent in to us. Uh, Diane, would you like to kick it off? Certainly. So this one comes from Anna via email. And she says, you know you're Swifty when you tell your mom you want your in love to be the first dance at your wedding. And your mom just rolls her eyes and said, I already knew it. This actually happened to me a few days back. Aww. <laughs> so cute. 
All right, next one is from at NYNKEDX on Twitter, who said, you know you're Swifty, when you cry on the train to Amsterdam because you're going to see Taylor for the first time ever. Oh. Hashtag what is life. I think that show actually happened today. Yes. Well, really cool. I get confused with the time zones when I Taylor know, does shows. I know, is it today or tomorrow? Oh, <laughs> around, the, around this time right now. <laughs> it happened roughly around now-ish. That's so exciting. All right, this one comes from Evan via text message. And we can text. We can text. We can text. We you, can text. You know you're Swifty. Anytime you hear someone say, all you had to do was, and you want to yell, stay. <laughs> you only want to yell, Evan? Maybe you should just yell. Be like, stay. And then run away. <laughs> all right, at Emmy Jenko on Twitter said, you know you're Swifty when you're introduced to a kid at youth group named Steven and hashtag the struggle is real to not sing Hey Steven to him. Just wait until you have a crush on him. Just kidding. I don't know if that's going to happen. But that oh, <laughs> yeah. The struggle is real because our very own Steve on Taylor Talk, his name is spelled uh, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Steven. He's same as Hey Steven. Well, he likes that, though. Yeah, that's his favorite song for that reason. Uh, Tara McCarran says... You know your Swifty when for Thursday, Thursday at your school where you wear your favorite team jersey, you wear your Taylor Swift shirt for Team Taylor. Hey, that was Diane's team this episode. That's always my team, and that's what I would wear too because I don't, I don't follow sports. In all, in all fairness, I'm always Team Taylor to an extent. Also, this this episode was very difficult for me to do because I love Taylor and I love Apple very much. Very, very much. Those are so, like your two top things. Yeah, those are like my two favorite. And now they're in a battle. Things. I know. It breaks my heart. It really does. Uh, I was dreading this day. And your heart is torn. It is. I have. Well, it's a good thing that the heart's divided into the right and left because, you know, Taylor can have one side and Apple can have the other. And they don't, they don't have to. Stand. They don't have to intermingle. <laughs> they can stay separate. All right, thank you to everybody who sent those in. Please keep them coming for future episodes. You know, we have a ton of different ways you can reach us. TaylorTalk.org slash contact has all of the different ways. So thank you again for everyone who sent those in. Um, Thank you to Evan for texting us. If people are like, wait a second, how do you text? The phone number is area code 240-31-SWIFT. You can actually call that to leave a voicemail or you can, oh, man. I totally wrong. forgot we had voicemails this episode. Why and I forgot would you to include say them. That and because then... I don't want the people who left the voicemails to think I forgot them. I have your voicemails, you people. Mean, I'm very, very you mean, sorry. You mean the two people that know this is Taylor Talk Line and not Taylor Swift's line? Yeah, those ones. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We get a lot of voicemails for Taylor Swift. Um, I would say ninety percent of our voicemails are for Taylor Swift. All right. Anyway, we do have two voicemails, and I just wanted to let those people know I didn't forget you. I just you did. Though. I did forget you. I'm <laughs> sorry, but you. I have your voicemails, and we'll get to them on a future episode. Thank you for those guys. So let's talk calendar. Diane, what's yes. coming up on Taylor's calendar? Well, June twenty first, which we were right, is today is the 1989 World Tour in Amsterdam, and then on June twenty third, the tour goes to glasgow scotland and then the 24th in manchester england united kingdom and then the june 27th the 1989 world tour goes to london london Woo! and then on june 29th to the 30th the tour goes to ireland in, all right in dublin so pretty much this upcoming week taylor's hit in europe did you know adam there's this girl named Susie who 
She listens to Taylor Talk, doesn't she? Or she did back in the day. Back in the day, Susie Susie is one of my actually very first Swifty friends. Susie is going to all the European shows. Yup. Like she was she's in Germany. Them all. She planned she's this for like all. she planned this for like over a year and just saved up for this. It sounds and made like a an whole big awesome trip, out trip out of it. to see Europe and see Taylor Swift. Yeah. Well, lucky her. She's gonna be going to all those shows. I know so. that's really exciting. Shout out to Susie. It's funny, I was going to give her a shout out and then you did. That's because what she's doing is really cool, so we wanted to talk about it. It is really cool. So that's what's coming up in Taylor's calendar. Um, speaking of shout outs, we got three shout outs to give for this episode. I want to thank over on iTunes, Daisy's Bloom, Polkadots304, and Megster66, who all gave us five star reviews on iTunes. So thank really you nice. very much for that. You guys actually provided great, great feedback because. The reason I love these iTunes reviews so much is not necessarily to feed our ego because you give us five stars, but you guys are able to give testimonials to let potentially new listeners know what they're in for. And actually, Polkadots304 is a brand new listener who said, I started uh, listening to the show yesterday and I've listened to five episodes because it's so awesome. This is the only podcast I've subscribed to. Absolutely amazing. Totally recommend uh, these to any Taylor Swift fans looking for a funny podcast. Everyone on the show rocks. She said we're funny. She or he did. said. I don't know if it's he a girl or she. Or a boy. I don't know. It's just an alias, an iTunes alias. That's really nice. Um, Daisy, I need to read these when I feel bad about myself. <laughs> Daisy's Bloom wrote a really nice one, too. Taylor Talk is amazing. It's the perfect podcast for Swifties because you discuss all things Taylor. I love the song analyses, which offer different takes on the possible meanings behind Taylor lyrics. Mostly, you all come up with things I have not thought of but makes so much sense and helped me to better understand the song. Now, the reason I wanted to highlight this uh, review, which actually goes on from here. Oh, and it says the podcast never sounds scripted. How funny, because it's not scripted. We don't, we don't even edit. <laughs> no, we just this is unscripted and go. hit the record button and we go and we have, we have an outline we follow, but nothing is actually scripted. Well, on the that. news is scripted. We read that. Yeah, the, new, the news is scripted. We read Taylor's letter, obviously, because we didn't we write that. Read Taylor that. did. Um, but yeah, no, the discussion here isn't scripted. It's not edited. We hit the record button, follow our outline, which just outlines what we want to talk about. And we talk about it, hit the record button, hit publish. And that's that. Mm-hmm. No editing, anything like that. But the reason I wanted to point that, that review out is because I really, really, truly appreciate that. And I want to give a special thank you to Daisy's Bloom for, for really, um, you know, it, that just means a lot saying, saying that, you know, you, it helps you better understand the song because that's really our goal and what we're trying to do with those song analyses is really help give perspectives on the song and you know not just what taylor meant because you know the song means one thing to taylor as the writer but it means something completely different in our own personal lives and we also have no idea what she meant because we're not taylor swift that too i'm (laughs) not a mind reader no i am not taylor swift I'm not Taylor Swift. I'm not Taylor Swift. You know, we need to change the answering machine on the voicemail to say, this is not Taylor Swift. This is your <laughs> message now. <laughs> hey, last I listened to it, and someone can fill me in if you've called that line recently, I think it says, this is Taylor talk, you know, the Taylor Swift pie. It's me talking. It's not Taylor saying, hey, guys, it's yeah, Taylor. Yeah, but people don't know if you work for her or something, which you don't. No, I don't. And then Taylor talk also to an outside person could sound like, hey, talk to Taylor, which is 
not what happens when you call the voice. Okay, okay, that's fine. So special thanks again to you guys who left the reviews. Um, if you guys feel it in the kindness of your heart to let us and other Taylor fans know how we are doing on iTunes, you can take a shortcut link, taylortalk.org slash iTunes. That'll take you straight to our iTunes page. Um, please leave an honest review. Let us know how we're doing, positive or uh, constructive. And I say constructive because I don't like negative, but constructive does help us get better at what we're doing. So um, however you feel about the show, please go leave us a review on iTunes if you have a moment. Again, that link is taylortalk.org slash iTunes. One last reminder, again, if you want to join the debate here, Apple versus Taylor, Taylor versus Apple, somewhere in between, um, go post on that discussion thread at taylortalk.org slash episode 186. I'll be keeping an eye out for those and jump in with you guys and we'll all chit chat and have some fun. And I'm willing to bet I go and check this in like 24 hours after the episode's been out and nobody's posted. Or everyone has posted and it's a lively discussion. That all says, we hate Adam. We hate Apple. We hate Adam Apple. Adam's Apple. <laughs> Adam's Apple. <laughs> yeah. Um, they are my Apple. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right, guys. Hope you enjoyed episode 186. For episode 186, the Father's Day episode. Happy Father's Day to Scott Swift and all the other papas out there. This has been Adam. And Diane. Saying have a great day. Fortnite, guys. We'll see you all next time. Have a great fortnight, and it's summer, so please remember to wear sunscreen. It's not summer all over the world, though. If it's summer where you are, please remember to wear sunscreen. If it's winter, you can burn that too. Was, that was the PSA. But what if it's what if it's wear sunscreen? If you're wearing, <laughs> if you're going skiing, you can get burnt. You wear can be sunscreen. In the snow. It can be cold, but the UV rays still burn you. Wear sunscreen. The end. If you go outside, wear sunscreen. The ozone is thinning. public service announcement by taylor talk all right bye guys bye this podcast is not directly affiliated with taylor swift